poor people are entitled to legal services. The title of an editorial to be printed on January 12, 2017. At the close of the editorial, we have an editor's note because it's our newspaper's policy to inform the readers of close personal relationships. And this note says that my daughter, Magdalena Hale Spencer, is on the board of directors of the New York State Public Defenders Association, although she did not write any part of this editorial. Two weeks ago, before the governor vetoed Assemblywoman Patricia Fahey's bill to have the state gradually take over legal service for the poor, Fahey told us she was optimistic. We wanted to be optimistic too. Over the years, we've watched dedicated, intelligent public defenders so overworked they could not adequately defend the poor people who depended on them. We felt anything but optimistic, though, when we read Governor Andrew Cuomo's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde veto message released on New Year's Eve. On the one hand, Cuomo started by saying that criminal defense by the government to people who can't afford lawyers is, quote, of paramount importance. He cited the unanimous 1963 United States Supreme Court ruling Gideon v. Wainwright, that states that says that states are required to pay for attorneys in criminal cases if the suspects can't afford them. Since he couldn't afford an attorney, Clarence Earl Gideon represented himself in a Florida court on a pool room burglary charge and lost. After the Supreme Court decision, he was retried, this time with a lawyer who pointed out inconsistencies in the account of the only witness. Gideon was acquitted. And about 2,000 convicted Florida prisoners were freed. The opening of Cuomo's veto statement also touts his role in the settlement of the Hurl Herring v. State of New York lawsuit, in which caseloads were capped for public defenders in five counties, quality standards were set for representing poor people there, and counsel was provided for them at their first arraignments. Quote, the groundbreaking advances in those five counties can and should be extended to the rest of the state, the governor writes. So far, so good. But then the governor raises two objections to the bill, the cost for non-criminal legal services and the need for fiscal oversight from the Division of Budget. The governor says the state would have to spend more than $800 million every year and that $650 million of that is not related to the hurl Harry agreement. Rather, he says, that additional money would pay for non-criminal defense work like legal services in family court and surrogate court. We have successfully returned the state to fiscal solvency from a record $10 billion deficit six years ago, Cuomo writes. We understand the governor is proud of his record of on-time balanced budgets, but he misses the point that taxpayers right now are paying for legal defense for the poor through county taxes rather than through state taxes, as the vetoed bill would have allowed. 
Counties raise funds through regressive property taxes, where poor people with land pay an unfair share. A state income tax is more fair and draws on a broader base. Further, counties now face a state-imposed tax cap, which has caused many to cut essential services. This week, our news office was flooded with press releases from the governor's office as he makes announcements across the state in his State of the State tour on initiatives ranging from funding child care to providing free college education, all at tremendous cost to taxpayers. The defense of poor people should be at least as important as these. The governor's second point in vetoing the bill is that the Division of Budget should oversee the reform set by Hurl Herring in five counties as they are extended to all the counties of the state. This was a major sticking point in Cuomo's negotiations with legislators. We believe it is imperative for the administration of these reforms to function independently from political pressure. The state's Office of Indigent Legal Services created six years ago is in place and can be amplified to run a statewide system if one is legislated. The governor concludes, this bill is nothing more than a backdoor attempt to shift costs from the counties to state taxpayers under the guise of indigent defense. We felt pessimistic as we read this message, but then we got a call from Jonathan Gradess, the founding executive director of the New York Defenders Association. Gradess has been working for decades to improve indigent defense and sees the governor's veto as just one more hurdle. Quote, a lot more people now realize that the poor are getting screwed, he said. This state's public defense system is in the toilet. There is demand for ending the patchwork 